Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early Line live right here on Sports Grid. This is hour number two on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side. I want to say last week it was, of course, Christmas. I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas out there. Donnie and I proposed some wish lists for the people. One of them, I wanted Fields for more passing yards than Russell Wilson. Falls through for 250, Russ threw for 181. That would have been a good one. Hurts for two total touchdowns, right? Passing a rushing Eagles win. That certainly was a nice one. Now, Donnie gave out one. I don't know exactly if it would have cashed, but I know it would have been in the mix. For Josh Allen to lead all quarterbacks in rush yards on that Sunday slate, Josh Allen, 12 carries, 64 yards. But maybe, I think more importantly, Donnie, 314 yards, three touchdowns. And I look across the field for Mac Jones' 14 of 32, a buck 45, no touchdowns and two interceptions. And I look at this game and I go, yeah, Buffalo's better. And I think that side-by-side tells the story. No, it does tell the story. You know what else tells another story is you're going over saying, you know, what we were wish list was. Like, ooh, what was my wish list here? It's good that you remembered it, and I had no idea what it was. But that's a pretty good play by me, taking the quarterback over the, over the uh, rushing number here on Sunday. But let's get to the crux <laughs> of the argument here of why we like the Buffalo Bills in this game. They're just more talented. And sometimes it comes down to in the NFL, I have one quarterback who's an MVP candidate and another quarterback still trying to make his way through his rookie season. And I can't get back to this point more than enough. And I'm telling you right now, Kevin, a young quarterback on your team, your only goal for Mac Jones is here to build his confidence as he moves along in his career. And as a rookie, there was no worse confidence booster, or should I say non-booster, than telling you in a pregame meeting when you have Josh McDaniel, Bill Belichick, and him sitting in a room, they go, hey, kid. We're going to set a record, and you're not going to throw the ball. Coach, why? Like, I can lead. Like, I won a national championship. I threw for a million yards in college. I'm having a pretty good season. Kids, sit here. We don't think you're very good in this spot here. Buffalo's a good team. You can lose it for us. We can win it other ways, but you can lose it here. And then you see what triggers after that for the next couple games. So he throws for like three, you know, three passes. They pick up the win. Loss, loss. So you're expecting him to pick up the pieces here and say, okay, he's going to be at home. We're going to open it up again. 14 for 32, a buck 45, two interceptions, a 31 passer rating. When on the opposite side of the field, Josh Allen, 30 of 47 for 314, three touchdown passes, and another 64 yards on the ground. And if you don't think this game meant so much more to the Buffalo Bills, think of how they were responding every time they made a big play. Do you Stephon Diggs picking up some choice words on a hot mic? How about every time mm. Josh Allen made a play? Basically stepping away and taunting the crowd, waving to them goodbye. This was a big game for them, including Sean McDermott as their head coach. They are the best team in the AFC East, and they proved that yesterday. Two more easy wins on their schedule. This is one of those teams where as they get healthier heading into the playoffs, they're going to be hell on wheels. I can't wait for the playoffs in the AFC. They're going to be so much fun, but let's mark yesterday. The Bills are a much better football team than the New England Patriots are. The we, we talked, Donnie, about eliminator games, right? Uh, perhaps uh, Raiders-Broncos was one, right? Denver likely done. This, to me, kind of acted as an eliminator game. Both teams should make the playoffs, but more about if I can take you serious in the AFC. I, I said going into the week, I said, if Buffalo loses this game, I don't want to hear about this team winning a conference, please. It would be, they would have been 8-7, and seven, lost, lost to basically every good team since that Chiefs game, and there was no reason to take them serious. Buffalo goes out there, hangs 33 in Foxborough. Josh Allen throws three scores, over 350 yards of total offense. That's a great game. 
As a radio audience, entrance of Voltier, and we appreciate all those on this Monday morning tuning into the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright's out here talking Pat's Bills. But on the other end of it, Donnie, it feels like a game where I don't think I'm taking New England serious, but that's not really all that different. It's been patently obvious. Unless, I don't know, you live in the, in the Upper East area, I guess. Bill Belichick doesn't trust Mac Jones. And also, the I can't believe what people did with that Monday night football game with Bill Belichick and the New England. I really cannot believe the way people acted to that game. As if he reinvented football. No, he set football back a decade. People out there saying, oh, this might be the finest performance of Bill Belichick's coaching career. So you must have not watched a lot of Bill Belichick's coaching career if that was your takeaway from that game. How does that count? Hey, Mac Jones, go win us a game. I can't. You don't let me do that. Can I hand it off to Damian again? Like, that's where they are. And I'm going to make one last point here, okay? Because Bill Belichick's odds to win Coach of the Year have been drastically moved. Donnie very accurately had put people on notice for that a while ago, okay? That team is going to blow a division lead. It's hard for him to win Coach of the Year. Donnie, Mac Jones is not the offensive rookie of the year. This is ridiculous. I don't care that he plays quarterback. MVP can be a quarterback award. Offensive rookie of the year isn't. Jamar Chase is tied for third in the touchdown wide receiver lead, period. He is seventh in yards at the entire position, second in yards per catch. Mac Jones doesn't rank top 12 in any quarterback category. This is ridiculous that he's minus 500 to win the award. Yeah, did Zach Taylor go to Jamar Chase here, Kevin, one week and say, you know what, kid, I don't think you can catch the football. You're having a really good season, but we're going to sit mm-hmm. you down and deactivate you in this game because we don't trust you. No, you keep feeding the good players the football. He is going to get most of the votes because he is a quarterback. They have nine wins. They'll finish with more than right. double-digit wins. But at the same time, I need more explosion here. And if your head coach doesn't trust you, I can't trust you with my vote either. Yeah, although I did appreciate Damon Harris getting 108 yards, about Mm. less than 50 yards in the last two weeks for that season-long player prop, which we uh, would then get down a winning season on those, which would be very, very nice. It's a shame that Trevor Lawrence just doesn't throw the football. We'll talk about that game in a while, but we'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals and their big-time win over the Baltimore Ravens next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. talked last segment about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is off a game where he had 125 receiving yards and wasn't even close to being the leading wide receiver on his team in the game. And that's because Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards and four touchdowns. It was actually T. Higgins, 12 for 194 and two that led the way. The Cincinnati Bengals 
win 41-21 against the Baltimore Ravens. And truly, Donnie, when you don't have Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens, it is going to be close to impossible for the Bengals to put up a game where the takeaway isn't, yeah, right, they beat Josh Johnson, who cares? No, 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 that's not the takeaway. The takeaway is, wow. Cincinnati loves beating up on teams when they can, and they beat up on Baltimore here. Joe Burrow, maybe the best quarterback performance of the season, at least statistically. Yes, 46 passes for Joe Burrow in this game. The reason why I bring that up first is that Pinky must be getting healthy and getting healthy quickly. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, a pass rating of 143. And when you talk about your top three wide receivers, Kevin, 194, 125 and 85. Oh, yeah. Your running back also chipped in with 70 yards out of the backfield. That is incredible stuff here. 525 yards. And nobody's going to feel bad here for the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens would pummel the Cincinnati Bengals if they had all those issues. But you saw it late in the week where, you know, you bring up the topics of only 13 healthy bodies on defense to practice with. It certainly spilled over to game day. And credit the Cincinnati Bengals for going for the throat here. Not saying, hey, you know what? What's our game plan going to be with a third-string quarterback? I don't know. Hand it off to Joe Mixon 35 times and protect Joe Burrow. No, they said, hey, Joe, that secondary is weak out there. Go out and do some damage, and he certainly did that. That's a great win by the Bengals. And I look at these games, right, 41 to 21, so a 20-point easy victory for the, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in this one. If you're saying to yourself, okay, heading into the game, what are you going to get out of the Baltimore Ravens and what are you going to get out of the Bengals? The reason why I didn't take this game, you say, well, hold on. This line was only like seven points at game time, which rose steadily during the week once Mm -hmm. you went to Josh Johnson. But what's always a feeling still in my head going, it's still the Bengals. I've seen them blow games like this before. You know, will Zach Taylor have the attention of this football team? This should be able to put that to bed where when they can go out and damage a team that has no business being on the field with them and beat them by 20 points, that is a huge win for the psyche of that team and also – Who would have thought coming into the season, Kevin, that you're looking at the team in the top position to win the AFC North is the Bengals? Zach Taylor is on the hot seat coming in, and you're saying to yourself, they have no shot. They might come in third if they're lucky here. Zach Taylor is going to be fired. They'll be on another coaching staff to see what happens here. Kudos to Zach Taylor in that front office here, getting this team ready to play. And they got weapons all Mm -hmm. over the field. Look at them for the future, Kevin. Quarterback over the next decade, Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon, very good running back. Three really good young wide receivers. Sky's the limit here for the Bengals. Here's the difference maker for Cincinnati. Four and one in division. Baltimore's one and four. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, both two and two. Now, here's the interesting thing about the Bengals, though, Donnie. Is, again, this game was so good, it's about moving forward. A real test next week as they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, dogs in the football game. They're home, though. That's a real measuring stick kind of football game, right? But let's just say they lose that game. They still have a lot in their favor. Cleveland and Pittsburgh play one another next week. A pure eliminator game. The loser could not catch the Bengals. I don't even know if the winner could catch the Bengals. The Ravens host the Rams. Tough game, no doubt. Let's just say Baltimore pulls the upset there. If you're Cincy, you just need to win your Week 18 game at Cleveland, and and Baltimore could still win out and not catch you. They've put themselves in the driver's seat, and that's what's important. On the Baltimore side, though, Donnie, if the, and we'll talk Monday Night Football coming up, if the Dolphins win tonight, I believe they jump to the seventh spot with their head-to-head victory over the Baltimore Ravens, which is incredible to even suggest. But the current picture has Baltimore at seven. Kind of no harm, no foul, but again, the last two games of the season are not looking, you know, like easy ones here. If Lamar Jackson gets back, can like projecting out, I know again, we'll do this tomorrow, but if I tell you Lamar's back for the final two, what's your confidence level around the Baltimore Ravens? One and one, one and one at best at that point here. I think the Rams are going to come to town and beat them. And then you're still going to have a rivalry game with the Steelers to end the season. So things aren't yeah. looking up. And it's not a lot like you can't say, well, John Harbaugh at the bottom. Well, of course, your starting quarterback who's an MVP hasn't been playing for a couple weeks this season. You lost seemingly every mm-hmm. single running back that you tried out. And your defense has been leveled with COVID and injuries. You can't really chalk this one up and say, hey, maybe it's time to move on from Harbaugh. He doesn't have the ear of the locker room. That's not fair. Yes, they got blown out by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But what did you want them to do at that point? They have a third string quarterback but I think that bar is set so high for the Ravens where it doesn't matter who's on the field we always expect them to play well it just didn't work out on Sunday but they can salvage their season but to be honest with you Kevin I don't think they make the playoffs the the difficult thing is Lamar doesn't play safety 
He doesn't play cornerback, despite where some outdated GMs probably would have preferred him to line up anyway. <laughs> Lamar Jackson can get back. Joe Burrow just threw for 525 on your secondary that coming into the game allowed the most passing yards in the NFL. Not much of an anomaly here. This is who Baltimore has been all season long. It's a very concerning result, even if you get Lamar Jackson back. Although, not the most concerning result of the week, Donnie. The Chargers lose outright to the Houston Texans as a two-touchdown favorite. The Los Angeles Chargers fall to 8-7 and seven and currently outside of the postseason picture. I do not care one bit about who was on the COVID list. You played Davis Mills who didn't have his number one wide receiver because he was on the COVID list. What, did the COVID list make this a level playing field, Donnie? Outside of the fact that you have who a lot of people believe is a top five quarterback in the NFL and a coach that I was told was going to run away with coach of the year based on the first half of the NFL season here. This is one of the worst losses of the NFL season. The top three that come to mind are Buffalo at Jacksonville, the Cardinals at Detroit, and the Chargers here against the Texans. You might make an argument this is the worst loss of the bunch because those other two teams are going to the postseason regardless. This might be the reason that the Los Angeles Chargers don't make the playoffs. And it's easy to look at the Chargers and say, hey, they had a lot of players out on the COVID list. They're still way more talented than the Houston Texans. And oh, by the way, the team with the most players on the COVID list this week, yeah, it was the Houston Texans. Close to double-digit starters that weren't going to play on a team that's already not as talented. And you're saying for the Chargers, when in crunch time, when you need this game the most to try to get into the playoffs, which now you don't control your destiny anymore, you gave up 24 fourth-quarter points to Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead in the fourth quarter. You even got this game back to within four points with about four minutes to go in that game with all of your timeouts. And you know what happened? Rex Burkhead happened. He ran wild, catching mm -hmm. passes, running out of the backfield. And you know what the best part about this is the poor salt on the wounds? They had the ball in the red zone here where they should have just handed off three times, kicked the field goal, left you very little time to score a touchdown. Davis Mills threw a touchdown pass in there just to do it to you again. And then you threw a late interception pick six. 24 points here, unacceptable loss for the Chargers, where if they don't get in the playoffs, only blame but themselves. You just had to beat, basically, the Houston Texans to get in, and you couldn't do that. Tough look there, Staley. It's terrible. Again, like I, I told Donnie before the show, I don't need to, to beat, you know, the whole Brandon Staley's not coach of the year drum. I just, like, are they still hanging odds? Let me make sure that they move Nick Sirianni in front of him, though, because, I, I mean, that's We're that's shame. been obvious for a while, right? Yeah, Steichen, that's my guy. I mean, I still don't understand. Brandon Staley's half the number in Nick Sirianni. I, I mean, you make sense of that. That guy wouldn't finish in my top 30 in coach of the year ballot. You, you I mean, I've, I'd, take, I'd take Cully, the Texans head coach, in mm, front of him sure. as the Houston Texans are grinding out W's with Davis Mills. Give, give me whoever stepped in for Robert Sala and the New York Jets. What has Brandon Staley done for this football team here? I mean, really, Donnie? Just gone for it a bunch of times? He didn't even do that then here against Houston. Like, seriously, what has he done? You tell me, Chargers fans. You have one of the top five quarterbacks, you tell me, in the NFL, and Justin Herbert, who, by the way, was absolutely outplayed by Davis Mills. You tell me. Whose fault was it? It can't be Brandon Staley's. One of the top five coaches in the NFL. Didn't know what to do when Austin Eckler missed the game. Justin Jackson had 98 receiving yards and two rushing touchdowns. He replenished the numbers. I knew I was going to yell about Brandon Staley. What a clown. Be right back here on the air. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back here on Sports Grid. Let's talk birds, baby. 34 to 10. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants. Last week, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington football team. So the Eagles handled their business. It's exactly what they did once again here against the New York Giants. At the end of the day, when you play teams that are at a disadvantage, whether it be through the injury report or just a quarterback position or a combination of the two, you need to leave no doubt. You need to put up a performance, Donnie, where if you went to the game with kids and they're a little bit tired, you could leave early. If you got a little money on another game, you could switch it to the main TV. And that's what the Eagles have done their last two games here against Washington and this one against the New York Giants. Now, that's not how either one of those games started. And another slow start for the Philadelphia Eagles where they've trailed the last two weeks. But the final score is 34-10. to Two touchdowns from Jalen Hurts through the air. Boston Scott into the end zone on the ground. Lane Johnson caught a touchdown, a pick six touchdown here, and the Eagles win 34-10. Yeah, it was an easy victory by the Eagles here, and it didn't have to be so hard, right? Down three to nothing in the first half. They finally tie it up three to three before going into the half. And I preface this by saying in this game, Kevin, when we break games down, when we look at odds and we try to make the sense of things, I understand if you're coming into the game and you say, I'm just going to be contrarian and take the New York Giants. I'm going to take them with, you know, whatever it is, the 10 points that they're getting. But you have to take a look from a betting perspective. It's very hard. The quarterback is the most position, the most important position in sports here. You are coming with two guys who have no business being in the NFL. And it was apparent if you were watching this game. Because I had two in-game wagers. Actually, I'm shocked I lost the one I did. I had an under 36 and a half live in-game wager uh, when it was three to nothing here. It ended up three to three at the half. I had under 36 and a half. Ends up going over the total. But in the first half, late in that game, late in the first half, the Giants took the football. I don't know, with about maybe two minutes to go on the clock. They had a third and 13 on their own 20-yard line. I took the Eagles as a live number at minus five and a half. And my thought process behind it had nothing to do with the Philadelphia Eagles, Kevin, only scoring three points, figuring that, oh, you know, they're going to stink the whole game. It was the fact that I didn't think the Giants could move the football, let alone score any points. And the avalanche took place in the second half, and rightfully so. Now, Glennon came in and threw a late touchdown pass to make it 10 points. But if you were watching that game, you could pick up some, you know, little, you know, news and notes on what you see. Jake Fromm had no, like, he could barely even drop back and throw an act. Forget about a completed pass. Just, like, put it somewhere in the vicinity of a wide receiver. And that's the mm-hmm. reason why I bet the minus five and a half. But on a, a bigger perspective here, I don't know where the Giants are going from here. Because there's rumblings in-house that Joe Judge is going to stay and so is Daniel Jones. But the bigger question is here, look at the players that, you know, number two overall draft pick, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 32. He is a shell of his former self coming out of college. And it's not as if, oh, he wore down. He's the 31-year-old running back. He's still in his young 20s here and looks like he can't play football anymore. Take a look here. Kenny Galladay, you signed into a massive deal. He doesn't even show up. It would be one of those Alshon Jeffrey deals for the Philadelphia Eagles where by year two, you're looking to just somebody pay him just to go away. The Giants are a long way off here, but from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective, a dominant performance at home. They should win next week against the Washington football team, setting up a massive showdown with the Dallas Cowboys in week 18 at Lincoln Financial Field. Good win for the Birds, but another slow start. Can't do that against good football teams, Kevin. On the Giants side, Donnie, and I'm glad you brought up the Daniel Jones-Joe Judge report that came out yesterday before kickoff. My read on that situation is they fully intend to bring back Joe Judge. They figure slap Daniel Jones' name in there as well. It doesn't look good if we don't include Daniel Jones in there. And hopefully when we do a big trade this offseason, we can attach Daniel Jones as a semi-positive asset and not a negative asset here. Because they can't run this back. And again, you might say, hey, this isn't Daniel Jones. Yeah, but do you remember when Daniel Jones was there? It didn't look all that different. It looked a little bit better. I'll tell you that. He's better than Glennon and Fromm. But again, it, it didn't look all that different. 
if the draft order that is today stands by the end of the season, the Giants will have two picks inside the top 10. It looks very likely that they'll have two picks inside the top 10, their own and the Chicago Bears. Russell Wilson is not going to be a Seattle Seahawk next season. I am nearly positive of it. That team doesn't have, by the way, the Seattle Seahawks, their own first-round pick. That belongs to the New York Jets. They need draft capital. They need to hit the reset button overall. If you're the New York Giants, you make that phone call because it is time to bring a level of competency that they've not had in a while. Since the playoff game that somehow was all Odell's fault and not the quarterback's fault because Odell Beckham is the only wide receiver I can remember, certainly, who every single negative thing is entirely his fault and not the quarterback position when they lost to the Green Bay Packers despite the fact they lost at Lambeau Field. Go out there and get a Russell Wilson and see if you can salvage that Kenny Galladay signing. Get Sterling Shepard back on the right track. Darius Slayton. Evan Ingram, maybe all of a sudden teams can't clamp down on a Saquon Barkley. There's pieces on this team here, Donnie, and you need to go out there and improve the quarterback position drastically, and you have enough pieces to swing for a Russell Wilson. You have the leg up likely on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jets are going to roll with Zach Wilson. They're not going to be as willing to do that there. Now, I know Russ has that no trade clause. Every indication, Donnie, is that Russell Wilson will love to go to a big market. And that's what the New York Giants are. We'll go back to the birds in a second here. But if you were booking it today and you couldn't put the Seattle Seahawks as an option on the board, I feel like the Giants are the favorites to land Russ. Yeah, they have the draft capital to do it. And also from a Giants perspective here, you know, it's it's a storied franchise, you know, used to winning Super Bowls and championships and making runs. Hasn't been that way in a long time. Fifth straight losing season. So I know some people look and say, well, Russell Wilson doesn't look all that athletic and competent anymore with the way he's heading down the final, uh, you know, just 2021 season. But sometimes it's not about winning championships, Kevin. It's resetting the foundation. So if you said to yourself, okay, Russell Wilson's going to come over, and let's just say he's average Russell Wilson for the next two years. Giants are going to have a winning record. And sometimes that's all it takes to say, hey, look, let's get back to winning. What it feels like to win games. What it feels like to be above 500. What it feels like to be in a real playoff race, not winning you know, four or five games last year saying, hey, Eagles, you blew the last game. We wanted to make the playoffs. Not the case here. You need to get back to winning ways, which means just finishing at least a game or two above 500. And even if you spend two first-round picks on getting Russell Wilson, and it doesn't even equate to a playoff victory, but it, it gets you to the playoffs, maybe that's worth your while. Because right now, no matter what the Giants are doing, it's not the right thing. No doubt about it. By the way, I say this two last things on the Eagles here. They're currently a minus 170 to be a wild card team. The division is already clinched, so that is essentially their odds to make the postseason there. And lastly, again, the Eagles have done a great job as a favorite all year long against Detroit 44-6. The Jets 33-18 here against the Giants 34-10. Favored next week, but on the road against the Washington football team. It is very live that the Eagles can clinch a postseason spot next week. They need some help from the Dolphins tonight and the Green Bay Packers next week. But most importantly, they need to handle their business. And that's what they've done the last three weeks, beating the Jets, Washington, and the Giants. And they need to continue that next week. Let's stick in New York here, though, Donnie. The Jets and the Jags. What a game this was. Really, what a game this was. Zach Wilson with a 52-yard rushing touchdown. James Robinson, a non-contact injury, I think on a play he actually didn't even touch the football, ends up exiting in the first quarter. Trevor Lawrence throws for 280 yards, but still no touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence, who has mustered up one passing touchdown in his last eight football games here. Donnie, your takeaway from the battle of the top two picks from this past draft. Yeah, two, two struggling franchise here. Look like they're going to struggle well into the future as well. What else I would have told you in this game? Hey, Trevor Lawrence is going to throw for 280 yards and not even throw an interception. And Zach Wilson is going to throw for 102 yards in this game. Say, boy, Jacksonville probably came in ripe and ready for this one. I actually got to say, I like Jacksonville getting the points this week. It was just one of those bets where he said, any team that's laying points in this game doesn't deserve it, and I'm going to take it the opposite direction. But let's just get down to why the Jacksonville Jaguars are completely broken as an organization right now. You were hoping to win that football game. 
game. You're now 0-7 on the road. You didn't get that W. But from a Jets perspective also, Zach Wilson only ran, or excuse me, threw for 102 yards. He actually ran, had a, a uh, 90, hit 91 total yards on the ground, which I would have lost that play. Who does, who is the Zach Wilson price here for being the leading <laughs> rusher here in the NFL for this week? It's incredible. They had the 52-yard touchdown run. But let's take a look at the end of the football game here for what really ails the Jacksonville Jaguars and why it looks like Trevor Lawrence, who looks like he was coached so well in college and so dominant, he's just not getting that same support here. A first and goal at the five-yard line with under a minute. Bad pass on first down, which is incomplete, which is fine. Second down pass, which should have been an interception, but gets completed down to the one-yard line. Now, the clock is running under 30 seconds left to go. You have to sprint to the line, Kevin, about two and a half feet, line up, and run another play. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence spiked the football. Now, to me, that wasn't Trevor Lawrence doing that himself. Because, as you know, you have the green dot on your helmet as a quarterback, which opens the line of communication to the offensive coordinator, the head coach. He's yelling in his ear, spike, 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 spike. And you say to yourself, what are you doing here? So you spike the ball with 11 seconds to go, which leaves you with one play, which is a ill-fitting you know, pass in the back of the end zone, which I do believe they had a motion penalty anyway, and it wouldn't have counted. Disgraceful performance where you should have won at least had two chances, Kevin, at the end zone. You only got one. And what is going on the coaching staff? Who spikes the ball with plenty of time left to get the two plays there? The Jacksonville Jaguars do. That's who. Which is, for me, Donnie, the takeaway on this Jacksonville season is not Trevor Lawrence is a bust or was the wrong pick. We'll see what happens when they get a real coach in there. Urban Meyer's an all-time great college football coach. Some argue the greatest college football coach of all time. I'm not here to make that argument or even discuss <laughs> that point. But he was an obvious disaster in the NFL. And what's been left behind is a disaster as well. They have the number one overall pick right now, the Jags, and it would be stunning as their final two games are the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts if they're not able to hold on to that spot right there. The Jags then will have the, you know, round one, round two, round three. They're going to replenish with talent, a world of cap space. Get the coach right and bounce back because you still have the quarterback, I do believe. Monday Night Football's on deck next on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right back here on the early line. Monday Night Football is on deck. I want to quickly let people know, though, hit us up over on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGridTV, even SportsGrid Radio. Stay up to date with all the latest breaking news and betting information that you need. While you're there, you follow at the Kevin Walsh. You follow at RightSideVP. And it is always very important to do. Right, Donnie? Let the people know how important it is to do when there's a primetime NFL game because there's goodies coming out all throughout the day. Yeah, and we like to say you love us and we love you. So certainly hit the follow button back. And I think it's as true. old KW says, if you do follow SportsGrid, they will follow you back. Is that true, KW? Is it follow back Monday? I got to – I got to – it might be fo 
Fall, listen, you never know when it's Fallback Monday. You follow, there could be a bunch of followbacks coming, which is always a, yeah, a, a key, key thing there. So, so you know what? It's a, it's a good point there. He, we gave him off to follow all of the social Just media tracking. Yes. So go so so go double check all of that stuff right there on social media. And listen, I'm very serious. Also, look, might as well in play sports tonight. Myself and Donnie Wrightside, 7 p.m. start time on Sports Grid Radio, East Coast, of course. Monday Night Football is going to be a dandy. We'll get there in one second. Quickly, Raiders, Broncos. Eight and seven, Vegas. Seven and eight, Denver. This game was as ugly as advertised. Drew Locke, not it. Not great. Vegas, Donnie is out there playing. Like, what is Darren Waller? The greatest football player ever? Remember when Derek Carr threw for 400 yards every game and they were, like, routinely putting up, multi, you know, four touchdowns a game, whatever it might like. What is Vegas? Vegas plays every game. Like, they have all of their best players on the COVID list. It's unbelievable. But they win the game 17-13. Roll out the old crystal ball in this one, Kevin. I said, Kevin, you're going to bet this game. Drew Locke's going to start, play the entire way, not get hurt, and not turn the football over by interception. Mm. Oh, man. Denver's on it again. I knew they should have made him their franchise quarterback. They scored 13 points. An embarrassing effort. Now, when you look from a Raiders perspective, how about Josh Jacobs? 27 carries, a buck 29, 4.8 yards per carry. Sensational stuff. He's the MVP for the Raiders in this one. But let's get back to the Denver Broncos. What are they built on here? They have three legitimate young wide receivers. They don't use them at all. Because why? They have two very capable and competent running backs here. Take a look at this game, Kevin. 16 carries, 18 yards for that running game. That is an embarrassing performance out of Vic Fangio's offensive staff here. Drew Locke was average at best, if you even want to call him that. The two running backs couldn't get any traction. Jerry Judy's out here dropping passes. Cortland Sutton, 33 yards. Tim Patrick, 18 yards. They paid these guys a ton of money and drafted Jerry Judy very high in the draft. This team has way too much talent to be 7-8 and eight and continuously on that treadmill finding a quarterback. Don't waste the talent on this football team with that head coach and Vic Fangio and also with these ridiculous quarterbacks. Sooner or later, something has to click here with the Broncos, like getting a Peyton Manning and having them win a Super Bowl. It just seems like an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson goes there. This team will compete, but for now, this team stinks, Kevin. Here, here's the thing, though, around Denver, though. I've never understood why Rodgers was enamored with going there. And if you're the Denver Broncos, you have to be sad. They're like, I think he's still interested. I hope so. Like, because I don't know if he's still, like, that's your only hope. And I don't understand why. On the Vegas side, here's the deal with Vegas. Every single time I see a Vegas line, I go, is Derek Carr injured? Like, they were a one-point home dog against Denver. Next week, they're getting seven and a half. Seven and a half. I know the Colts are great. They have one more win than the Vegas Raiders. Every line is booked like Vegas is dead in the water, and they're eight and seven. But I understand why they are bad. Let's do Monday Night Football. During the break, Donnie and I started to talk about this game. It's now the most excited I think I've ever been for a football game in my life. The Dolphins are a three-point favorite. The total is 37. And the Miami Dolphins, while on the road against the New Orleans Saints, are favored because there is no Taysom Hill. Now, luckily for the Saints, there's also no Trevor Simeon. But they get Notre Dame great, Ian Book. Donnie, the last time we saw Ian Book play football was against the Alabama Crimson Tide in the college football playoff. And Ian Book went out there and covered a number. Again, I mean, you're giving Ian Book plus the points? I already know what I like in this football game. Yeah, and I have a feeling I like a lot in this football game, which doesn't mean my bank account is also going to like it as well. And here's mm -hmm. the issue. So Sunday on the FanDuel Sportsbook, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID. You know, quarterbacks that shouldn't be playing in the NFL, so they're hard to price. There were no match specials yesterday. So I my toes to some other markets, had some fun here. But you know when prime time comes, overnight, there were still no match specials. Before we started the show, there were still no match specials. Now they have popped up on a screen, which we're going to talk about those in just a few moments. But again, Kevin, you take a look at this. Tua Tagovailoa is a legitimate NFL quarterback with games under his belt, and obviously the Dolphins are actually looking like they might be a playoff contender now. You take a look at the Saints. They don't have very much at wide receiver. Alvin Kamara is a sensational running back, and they do have a good defense, and they're at home. But Ian Book, a quarterback right now that shouldn't be starting in the NFL, and here we are with a game where they're getting three points, and it's not as if Ian Book is going to move them up and down the field. When you get these young quarterbacks in the game, all you're hoping for is they remember the play. Call it correctly. Uh, change the protection here. 
know how to audible once in a while as opposed to even just scoring and moving the football 10 yards at a time to get first downs. It's so hard to take the Saints here. I don't think I'm looking in their direction, Kevin. You take a look at the over-under 37, says it all here. The pathway to victory for the New Orleans Saints is play unbelievable defense and Ian Book to not turn it over, which usually doesn't equate to, I'm going to throw the football 35 times in my first start in the NFL. This could be a danger zone for tonight here on In Play Sports Tonight. But as I say, highway to the danger zone, like in Top Flight and Tom Cruise, you know, you're Goose, I'll be Maverick, but we're going to let it loose tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to let it fly. I'm telling you right now, folks, yeah. they're hanging oh, 10 no. to ones on stuff oh, no. that just usually is oh, like no. two to one. It's da- oh, it, here's the other thing. If you're a regular in play sports tonight listener, you know this. The, e- the two easiest people in the world to convince of a match special is Donnie and I. All it takes is for one of us to say, yeah, I'm going to take this. And the other one goes, yeah, you're right. I got to get involved there. I can't leave you hanging. It's going to be one of those nights. It's going to be a special night. I'm promising that right now. We'll run through some of the match specials in a minute. But quickly, let's just talk a little more on this side here, okay? Yeah. The Miami Dolphins schedule is one that does not feel real. We've always said, hey, where were the easy schedules? Six-game win streak. Five of the six at home. Home against the Texans. Home against Baltimore. Okay. At the Jets. Home against Carolina. Home against the Giants. Home against the Jets. What is this schedule? If they win here, they'll move to 8-7. and seven, And they'll have beat Tyrod, Zach Wilson twice, Cam Newton, <laughs> Cam Newton, Mike Glennon, and Ian Book. I almost hope the Dolphins get to the playoffs so the insane Tua is, an, is still like the pick over Justin Herbert pick. Listen, I, I don't know where people come up with this stuff here. Like, the, the fate of the Dolphins is going to be a glorious, glorious day if this is going to be the resume that they put forward here. I think you bet the Saints plus the field goal also, Donnie, because typically the way this stuff tends to work is you, you obliterate numbers and then lose, right? Like, isn't that what we've seen all year long? You know how many people are sitting out there with Dolphins plus the point tickets? They're, they're now a three-point favorite. They're like, oh, this is great. I don't even have to worry. Like, maybe they'll, you know, only win by two. It doesn't matter. And somehow the Saints win this game by six. Like, that's what we've seen so long during this NFL season. Yeah, just they're playing brutal quarterback after brutal quarterback. So, again, credit them for winning football games where they were dead and buried early in the year. But you're right. When we joke about those scheduling coming up, saying, hey, who's got a tough schedule, who's not, and how does anybody win games? Well, you see how the Dolphins are actually winning games. Now, Texas, you take a look at the Saints at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Saints are getting plus three right now. If Taysom Hill was starting, he's not even a great NFL quarterback. The Saints would be minus three in this game. And I even said it last week coming into this. Hey, Dolphins looking down the backstretch, how are they going to do? This was before the COVID outbreak here on the Saints. I said they weren't going to win another football game. Kevin they're going to go on a you know after winning six straight games the Saints will pound them the Titans will pound them and the Patriots will pound them because the Patriots probably will be playing for at least a chance at the division or to get into the playoffs but they're catching another break here with the Saints they're the better football team than the Miami Dolphins are just for the simple fact is Ian but you can't hide your quarterback for four quarters you can't just come out and say we're going to hand it off to Alvin Kamara 37 times and hope that Tua Tagovailoa turns the football over and gives up short fields so we can kick field goals and maybe punch in a touchdown I can't imagine myself betting on the Saints tonight. But again, when you look at from a Dolphins perspective, you can't fault them for getting lucky, and lucky might carry them into the playoffs. It, it really, really might. I'll tell you again, though, folks, I'm just just eyeing up Ian Book, man. Looks like he's ready. Ian Book plus the points. How about Ian Book with a 26-and-a-half rushing prop here? They think yeah. Ian Book's just going to get out there and get wiggly, man. I like that. I agree. That's Ian Book's going to get out there and get after it. Quickly from the straight prop market, Donnie, because I know you're always looking at the anytime touchdown scores. Yeah. I just have to say, getting Tua over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 102 is intriguing. As he has gone over that number in three of his last four, again, we've talked about it, playing very bad teams. Two of those games have been against the Jets, one of those, and then the other one was against the Giants. But it's plus 102. They could, like, if this game plays out the way some of the lines suggest, Tua probably has the football a lot. They could have some short fields there. At plus 102, I think you're getting a fair value. What else are you looking at in the straight prop market? 
Yeah, anytime touchdowns make a lot of sense here. Now, typically, you look at Alvin Kamara at a plus 105 and say, well, who else is going to score the touchdown for the Saints? The question is, are the Saints actually going to score a touchdown? If they do, Alvin Kamara is probably a good look. Mm -hmm. But if I have to say, if I'm trying to double down and increase my chances here, if I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win, they're probably going to be in the red zone a couple times. What about two running backs you can look at here for an anytime touchdown? One being Miles Gaskin. Nice price, plus 180. Then you take a look at Duke Johnson at a plus 250 price. One of those two guys, if you have a rushing touchdown, is probably going to come from those guys. If you get two, great. If you just get one, you're going to, in worst-case scenario, almost a plus two to one with Miles Gaskin and a plus 180. That's the way I would be looking at your markets tonight. Not bad. I still can't believe Ian Book 26.5 numbers just, like, blows my mind. I don't know. I feel like, like, like what have they been, burned by random quarterbacks rushing props before? Yeah. That number just feels a little bit high. All right. He's a plus 260, by the way, also, Kevin, anytime scoring touchdown for Ian Book, which shows you the respect that they're going to give to his legs to try to get a touchdown here tonight. Ian Book, I mean, look, last time he was out there, covers against Alabama. You know who didn't cover right. against Alabama? Ohio State in that in that national uh, championship game. Actually lost by more than Notre Dame did. It's almost like Notre Dame consistently outperforms whoever gets to the national championship game when they go to the college football playoff. But you already knew that. Match specials here. Look, I'll tell you the best one in the world. It's an absolute must bet. For all of the nonsense that will likely make the card tonight, this is not nonsense. Two touchdowns in each half, plus 155. Any kind of touchdowns. Pick six, kick return, fumble, Tua passes one. Ian Book gets spindly and gets into the end zone there. Plus 155 is an undeniable price there, DRS. It's an absolute must bet. Early, what else is jumping out match specials? Yeah, one of my favorite ones here has been winning lately and usually is heavily juiced. I took a minus 220 price here over the weekend to cash in one of those tickets on one field goal and one touchdown. It's reduced. It's like Christmas. You know, you go back to the stores like, hey, everybody's got their gift cards ready to go 50% off. It feels like it's a 50% off sale today at the FanDuel Sportsbook. That's a 120 price. You're right. The two touchdowns in each half make sense here. But if we slide it down, the one touchdown in each quarter plus 450, which is a one that you might have to stretch. But get this one here. I consider it the toughest bet to win, but this price is ridiculous. One rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown from each team is a 5-1 to one price. That is ridiculous. But as I slide it down, the coup de grace here, Ian Book and Tua Tagovailoa each have one touchdown pass in each half. We, we see it usually 350, 455, 56, 50. Oh, my goodness. It's 11-1. to one. Kevin, it's 24-1 to one in this game. Take my money, take it all, and I'll enjoy it. Kamara, Gaskin, Callaway, Waddle, four to one to combine for three touchdowns. Oh my goodness. Kamara, touchdown in each half, 13 to one. It's Alvin Kamara. You cannot miss in play sports tonight. I'm telling you, it is absolute must listen. DRS closes out the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last segment of the 
segment of the day right here on the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network for Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh. It's been a fantastic Monday morning setting the table before you hand it off to Ben Stevens and the morning after from 9 to 12. But before that, you guys know what time it is. Listen up. All right, listen up segment. I love it. It's NFL. It's always on our mind. It's Monday. We've got a Monday night football game coming up tonight between the Miami Dolphins and the New Orleans Saints. But before we get to that, I'm a fan of a team in the NFC East. Yes, you guys know it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And every year we say, ah, Dallas just doesn't have it. But my question to you good people out there watching now, is this the year for Dallas? Now, we've said it many times in the past where they've underperformed in the regular season and then had a very good regular season and underperformed in the playoffs. Look at the 1990s. You had a w- championships in 93, 94, and 96. Jerry Jones on top of the world. You know, head coaches, doesn't matter who it is. This team just moves it along with the Emmitt Smiths, the Troy Aikmans, and Michael Urbans of the world. Then the salary cap kicks in. And the Dallas Cowboys haven't been the same for about the last 25 years. But maybe this year is different. Say what you want about Jerry Jones being the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He's done a very good job as the GM putting talent in place to get a championship done. Are we saying that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win it this year? No, but maybe just winning the division like they did last night in epic fashion. Already had a clinch before the game kicked off 56-14 to over the Washington football team. And maybe they can extend this into the playoffs and maybe get the top seed. But the one thing's for sure, that Prescott's a pretty good quarterback. That offensive line is really good. Capable running backs in Zeke Elliott. Very good wide receivers and a playmaking defense. The one thing we've always looked about, looked for, excuse me, with the Dallas Cowboys was it's a leaky defense. Dan Quinn has that team balling, ball hawks in the secondary, guys getting it after it on the front line, an athletic front seven. Maybe it is the Dallas Cowboys season. We'll know shortly here. They got the division wrapped up, maybe the number one overall seed, but playoff time is when you earn your medal, and we'll see if the Dallas Cowboys can do that. Now, guys, you want to stay tuned right here on the Sports Grid Network for Ben Stevens in the morning after. Guess who's along for the ride from 9 to 10 a.m.? You got it. It's DRS. See you tomorrow on the early line. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.